kids, they said. It will be fun, they said. Who the heck are they anyway? As moms, we sacrifice a lot for our families, our time, our health, our wallets, our identity, friendships, personal care, and of course, our beloved sleep. Motherhood is a crazy ride, one that is not meant to be braved alone. It takes a village, right? Well, your village is here. I'm your host, Sabrina Greer, and every week I'll be diving into the gray areas of motherhood with some very special guests. This is not the highlight reel, but the real deal. So reheat that cup of coffee, turn up the volume, and get ready for the reminder that you've got this, mama. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. You're listening to You've Got This Mama, the podcast. And guess what? Today, we're talking to Boss Mama, <laughs> or Mom Boss, I should say, Shale Away. And I'm so excited about that, especially this month is just so exciting. I have the most incredible lineup of inspiring women, with it being um, you know, Women's History Month and with um, International Women's Day on the 8th. You know, it's just such a good time. We also have the Boss Mama Mastermind launching April 1st. I'm just so excited and it's such a good time to be a woman. So welcome, Shayla. Thanks for Hi. being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I'm going to read your bio just so our listeners know who we're talking to. And then we're going to dive in and we're going to chat some uh, mom boss stuff because you are a mom boss, miss. Okay, so Shayla is a motivated mom boss. There, it's even in your bio. <laughs> Um, devoted to a life of family, friends, and fitness. She completed her commerce degree from the University of Calgary and has been working in direct sales for 13 years. She was offered a sole proprietorship for Vector Marketing that has flourished into one of the top-ranked offices in all of North America. Her team finished number one in Canada last year and are are on pace to surpass $1 million in sales this year. What? (laughs) That's amazing. She spends her days mentoring the next generation of young business owners. Shayla is committed to helping people live a life that satisfies their values, which she models by being a present mom, wife, leader, and business owner. Shayla and her husband, Brad, had traveled the world with their children, Carter and Brooklyn. She believes that uh, consistently growing her capacity is key to experiencing more of the amazing opportunities that life has to offer with the same about about of time. Um, when Shayla's plate gets full, guess what? She gets a bigger plate. (laughs) I love that attitude. She is beyond grateful for the life that she has created and is excited about the future as she continues to learn, grow and dream. I love it. So inspiring. So yeah, I guess, where do we start? Tell me about this mom boss life of yours. Holy moly. Yeah. So, I mean, I, like you said, I've been in uh, direct sales for about 13 years. So I started back in university as a sales rep with Cutco and it was really just like a third part-time job and didn't really think anything of it. And as I kind of navigated my way through university, really fell in love with the product and the company and really the lifestyle I was able to start to create. So I started advancing in the organization and uh, there's not a lot of, you know, women leaders in the organization. And so I, luckily I had a a mentor in the business that was a female who had a couple of children. And so she was a role model for me, but I still didn't, you know, really believe that I could do that with uh, being a mom and, and having kids. So 
I uh, worked at the organization for about uh, seven years or so until then I was, you know, in the next chapter of my life of, you know, going to get married and have children. And so then uh, when I, when I had my first child, I made the decision to just stay home for like a couple months and I am not one of the stay at home mom people. So that was okay. And I just figured out pretty quickly that I, I thrive on being around people and, you know, being around, um, you know, I just, I work really good that way and working with, uh, going after different goals and things like that. So I, uh, had an opportunity to, to kind of transition into a different role in the company and uh, did that for about five years and just really missed the sales aspect, the team aspect, you know, really the direct selling part of the organization. And so uh, about a year and a half ago, I had the opportunity to take over uh, one of the, you know, become a, a business owner for one of the organizations here in the, in the city that I live in, Calgary. And so I did that and I, there's a lot of a lot of feelings on, you know, I, I don't think I can do it and I'm not going to be a good mom. And there's not a lot of female leaders in the organization. And, and how could I navigate with this, navigate this with kids? And really after, uh, it was August, 2017 is when I took over and, uh, my office led number one last year and in, in all of Canada, one of the top offices in North America. And so it's been a different path for me than a lot of other people that run businesses of this, of the same, but it's, I would, I wouldn't change it for the world. And I am just so glad that I kind of jumped on that opportunity. So short little summary, a kind of, of, of that path, but, um, that kind of gives you maybe a little bit of snapshot of, of where I was to kind of where I'm at right now today. Mm, yeah, it's so, so inspiring. And I love that you emphasize that it's not a female dominated industry that you're in, that there's not a lot of female leaders, because obviously the world needs more female leaders. And I love that you're taking on that role. One thing you also mentioned that I pulled out in there was that we, I think as moms, we so often feel this resistance that we can't do something because, right? It's these labels that are put upon us by whoever, society, our peers, our mentors, that, you know, because we're a woman, because we're a mother, because, you know, it's not a female dominated industry, whatever the answer is, that we're not somehow worthy or good enough to achieve that goal. So I love that you're breaking barriers and that, you know, you're just leading the way for so many young business-minded women. And that's just, that's what everything this month is about. It's about breaking down those barriers, stepping outside of the box that people try to put on us and just really smashing those goals and being successful because success can be defined on so many levels, but you're very clearly successful in what you do. So congratulations. <laughs> I uh, love thank it. you. Yeah. I think it's just so, so great. So I wanted to ask you, as a busy, busy boss mama, first of all, what are your thoughts on this whole busy, busy culture, right? Because clearly you're busy. You have a lot going on. You, you know, you just, your bio is enough. Like <laughs> there's a lot mm -hmm. going on in there. You've got two children, you travel, you're present with them. You're also working, you're managing people. You've got a massive team. You're doing a hundred or you're doing 1 million in sales, all this stuff. So like how... How do you do it, first of all? And what are what are your thoughts just on this whole busy culture? Yeah, so I think that uh, well, a couple of things. I think that for me, that the two things that keep me in that in the right direction of really going after what I'm trying to achieve is really well being really well planned. And I know you know you you can't balance everything. That's kind of well, obviously not 
you know, real life in my opinion, but it's, it, but being organized in the sense of, you know, looking, looking far enough ahead that, you know, for me, I usually take 18 months at a time, which I know kind of sounds crazy, but I just kind of get, you know, blank calendars out and I kind of lay out the next year and a half and I kind of start at the back and work backwards. So for me, the, the vision of what I'm kind of going after, what I'm working towards, because then I feel like I can put things that are really important to me in my schedule. So for, you know, for the busyness of, you know, I think even just about like the Christmas season and birthday parties and all these things is I love to do all of that, but at the same time, um, you know, want to make sure that I have that in my schedule. So I would say for one is the organization aspect is that that's definitely a strength of mine that, you know, I work with the end in mind. And so that allows me to be really clear on when I, when I'm in the busyness to be like, okay, we've got this coming up. And, um, it's probably a bit extreme in some ways, but it served me in, in a lot of really positive ways. And then I think the second thing is just communication. So we have, we're really fortunate to have an awesome village of people that help us from childcare twice a week to friends that help with kids after school, to my parents, to my husband's parents. Um, we're really, really, really blessed that way. So that's a, a huge blessing, but it also definitely takes a lot of navigation and planning and communication. So um, by me kind of starting with that you know, end in mind and working backwards, I'm able to set up, you know, everyone else in our village in the right way. And it does take a lot of time and prep to do it. But then I find that when I when I've put that work in, I'm able just to really execute and just enjoy my days. So my my life is busy, it is crazy. And it and it is that way. But I feel like I really get to enjoy it. Because I've come to, you know, from some of my experiences, I don't want to just get through the days. I want to enjoy my days and I really want to, you know, own what I'm building and I want to appreciate it all. So for me to do that, I, you know, the planning and the communicating, I would say would be two things for me that really help, help navigate the busyness. And I just, you know, all the things that I've read or I, you know, I hear from different podcasts. I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. Is it just really goes right into my schedule. So my husband and I do date night every Wednesday night. And I know when we first started to do that, it was, you know, really kind of an odd thing to put in our schedule. I felt bad again with the mom guilt. Oh my gosh, this is another night away from my kids. But um, that's been something we've done now for almost two years. And it's just so part of our schedule. So that really helps with the busyness of that is we can sort of parking lot conversations or ideas or, you know, things which is when you know, when you have kids, that's just in challenging to have conversations at even the dinner table. So that, that definitely helps. And then I just try to pick, um, a day with my, like a kind of a date with my son and my date with my daughter once a week. And we just have that. So it changes obviously every year as they get a little bit older, but I don't work on Wednesdays. So Wednesdays is the day that I've kind of just selected in my schedule. I pretend that it doesn't exist. So it's kind of the day that I spend the morning with my daughter, the afternoon with my son, and then date night on Wednesday. And so I feel like it helps me navigate the busyness because I can work really, really hard Monday and Tuesday. If I have to pull those late night hours, early mornings, whatever, that's cool because I kind of have my break halfway through the week. And then I just get to have that break and then I'll work, you know, hard the rest of the week. And I work every other, you know, Saturday. And I mean, I own my own business. So obviously my hours are over the place. And it's not to say I've never checked an email or done something on a Wednesday, but it is the day that my team respects that. They know they don't really contact me. And so I've been able to protect that. And then, and then on the friends and family side, um, you know, making sure that we've got family dinners kind of in place. And when you're really well organized and kind of have that ahead of time, you can 
kind of almost pick and choose when those work, which is kind of a nice thing to make sure that those still happen. And then my girlfriends are such a big part of my life and they've always been that way. So we, uh, we meet up once a month and, uh, that's kind of always planned same time of day and week every month. And, and that's just always been a way how I've kind of navigated that in the busyness. So it's not always easy, but, um, that would be sort of some of the things that I would say that I do to, to navigate that. Mm-hmm. Such great tips. I love that you do separate dates with each of your kids. I think that's so important and something that we often forget, right? It's like, oh, I have all these kids, so I have to just like wrangle them all, all of the time. I make a very conscious effort to, to have one-on-one time with each of my boys. I have three. So, you know, sometimes that can be difficult, but I think it's really important because they have different interests and they have different desires and, you know, they need some one-on-one time with their mommy and they need some one-on-one time with their daddy and they need one-on-one time with each other. So I, I think that's a really, really cool thing that you do And the date night. What a great idea. I mean, so often our partners get the the tail end of the stick, right? They sort of get like pushed to the back, especially with busy boss mamas. That's one of the major complaints I hear is, well, like I never get to see my husband and I never get to spend time with my partner. And I think scheduling it in, like what an awesome thing. I learned years ago from a mentor that you need to schedule in everything that you do. Now, obviously I'm not talking like a year and a half in advance for some things, but I'm talking like you need to schedule in your social media time. So you're not just mindlessly scrolling all the time as business owners. It it can be an important component of what we do, but if you're just mindless scrolling all day and all night, it's not productive. So you schedule in, you know, a couple of minutes here and there to do what you have to do on social media and then schedule the time with your kids. You know, when are you going to play? When are you going to put the phone down? When are you going to put the computer down? Schedule in your workouts, your gym time, your class exercise class, whatever it is that you it floats your boat. But scheduling is so key to everything. It's just like that is the secret sauce if there was one. And it's funny because in the Boss Mama Mastermind that's coming up, a lot of those tools are things that I share and some of our guest speakers share too. So I think, yeah, you're onto it. You're onto something with the scheduling. It's so good. Um, question, the mom boss connection. Want to tell me what that is and, and what's going on with that? Sure. Because it looks pretty yeah, awesome. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of, you know, similar to, you know, sort of the community that you've created with, you've got this mama of just it's getting a group of women together. And, um, you know, your, your foundation is, you know, geared to around moms of all different walks of life, which I love. And I think that that's, that's so powerful. And the mom boss connection um, kind of came to me, I was working out in late October. And I was like, Oh, man, like, I feel so inspired when I'm listening to a podcast. And I hear, you know, even some of your podcasts when I'm like, Oh, man, that's such a, you know, I just, so empowering. And so it's, uh, it's one of those things to be at the gym or listen to a podcast and kind of be in that, that mind frame where you're like, Oh, you know, this is, this is awesome. I'm like, you know, how can we take this deeper just within our community here in the city of people that, you know, have these home-based businesses because, um, or businesses in general, or they're teachers or they're nurses, and they're still a mom and a boss and a leader in some way, but how could we connect them? Because there is something really, you know, there's, you know, lots of, you know, entrepreneurship groups, or there's, 
you know, mommy groups or things like that. But there is something a little different when a mom who's working talks to a mom who's working and they get the lunches and they get all the, they get all the stuff. Right. And so you don't really have to feel bad when you're having these conversations with another mom who's working because we got you, you know, we get each other. So I just had this little idea and it was like a Wednesday and I was, you know, again, I don't work on the Wednesday. So I was like, I got this idea. And then it was the Thursday and a girlfriend of mine kind of messaged me and was like, I haven't seen you in forever. Like, let's get together. And I was like, oh, she's my person. Like, she's got three kids. She's a mom boss. Like, she's totally, you know, crushing life. And um, this would be super, this would be a super cool thing to do together. So we met for lunch a few days later and got caught up on life. And I just said, what are your thoughts on, you know, doing an event called the Mom Boss Connection? And she was like, I love it. I love it. I think that that would be, that would be so powerful. And so we just really, I mean, we're busy and we, and we don't have a ton of time to gel- delegate just to this, this one project of ours. But what I do have to say about what we've done so far is we've just in like the last, you know, six, seven weeks, we've created just a group of people. We've, we had an event here in Calgary about a month ago now, and it was just such a success. And I just made sure that we figured out what would what what defines success is that, you know, for us, I said, you know, this is sort of a little project for us and what would make it successful for us to, to feel really good about this? Cause this is something extra that we're taking on. And I really like to make sure that if I'm going to take, you know, add more things to my plate that I'm, I'm doing it for the right reason. And we both said that it was really just to create a community of people, like-minded mom bosses that could get together and empower each other, lift each other up and share their stories and just be real and authentic. And that is, that is exactly what it was. And, uh, we can, we we're con- going to continue hosting these events, um, in the future and, and the feedback we got has been awesome, but it was, uh, it was a super special night and it's, it's really powerful to be around a group of females that are moms that are working that just get each other. And, uh, yeah, I'm really, really excited for what we're building with, uh, the mom boss connection. And, you know, a big reason why I go with the, with the mom boss, just to kind of back that up a little bit is I feel like when I was going back into uh, running my own business with with the company with Vector and and running my own um, you know kind of franchise essentially is that because there wasn't a lot of females running offices and. Um, I needed to really create an identity for myself and it's a very young kind of organization. So there's lots of young individuals that get started in their early twenties and, you know, I'm in my mid thirties. And so I wanted to make sure that when I transitioned back in that I kind of had this identity because I was almost like a, a bit of an outcast because I'm female, but also I'm a mom and I'm older. So I was like, oh man, I have to really create something that's different for me. And so I was like, well, what am I? I'm like, well, I'm a mom. And I'm like, and I'm a boss. So I'm a mom first because, you know, that's kind of what I do. But I'm like, I'm also a boss. And and whatever boss means is totally different. And I've learned that through the Mom Boss Connection, that boss can mean, you know, a, a lot of things to different people. And for me, I just think of it as like a leader, as somebody that's an influence, someone that, you know, cares about people. And so that's kind of where the Mom Boss thing came from. So I just really felt Mom Boss Connection was something that I wanted to continue to grow because I know, you know, the amount of growth I've experienced in the last year and a half has, has been night and day. And so creating that identity for myself and then getting a whole bunch of other, you know, mom bosses on board has, uh, has been really, really cool. I love it. Well, and it's funny. I, I like that you told that story because I don't know about you, but I've been getting a little bit of slack from some people about the whole boss mama. So, you know, we're doing the boss mama mastermind. We're writing, you've got this boss mama. And so it's definitely ingrained in my language and how I talk. And some people, find the word boss really intimidating. And some people find it offensive, yeah. which is, is very odd to me, but that's okay. Everyone's free to their own yeah. opinion. But what the way totally. I define boss is really just like being 
in charge of your own life. It's not about bossing other people around or being bossy. It's about owning your decisions, owning how you spend your time, owning what you allow into your bubble, right? Who do you spend your time with? What are you reading? What are you listening to? What energy are you putting out there? How are you showing up for people? All of that is how I define a boss. It's not about being a literal boss. It's about owning your own stuff, right? Being responsible for, for what you're doing. And I just, I think that's so cool that you told that story because I, I've been getting a lot of, a lot of stuff lately about the whole boss culture. And I think, you know, it is a trendy buzzword and it is like boss babe and boss this and boss that. And it's, it's maybe a little overused at the moment, but it's, it's a powerful word. I think it can be a really empowering word when used in context. Yeah, I know. I, I agree. I think that it's so fascinating how people's perspective on that. And that for me, when that with the mom boss connection, I with the slack and stuff, I was like, Oh, wow, like people actually have different perspectives of this word. And I yeah, that was something that I never even thought of, because I was never coming from that place of, you know, of being bossy, right? Like when I looked it up, it was like, she's an ambitious, highly driven, fierce, outspoken mother who gets the job done, whether it's the homemaker, stay-at-home mom, career woman, working mom, mompreneur, right? An actual boss of her business. I was like, there's so many ways to look at that word. And I think when you're like just on a mission and you're just like excited about what you're doing, you know, it's easy just to be like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a boss mama. But I think that if, you know, when you're on the outside of it, you're like, oh, it's intimidating because you just take it so differently. You're like, oh my gosh, girlfriend, like, that's totally not what I mean. I'm not bossing you around. Like it's, I'm just, I'm excited about what I'm doing. And, and I think, you know, it kind of goes back to what you're saying about the mom guilt and all these other things that we go through is that sometimes I think we need to find these identities and, you know, sure guys don't maybe have to identify identify themselves as, you know, the dad boss (laughs) or whatever, but I've heard people refer to them as like rad dad or like, you know, like it's just, it's just fun. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's a great, uh, I think it's I do too. And my answer to it always is, you know what? Yeah, like you do you. It's okay. Like and you know, yeah. if people really yeah. get in a in a tizzy about it, it's it's kind of a compliment. Like it means I'm making waves. It yeah. means I'm a, a topic of conversation, which is exactly what we want to be, right? That's how you make waves. That's how you make change. It's by having people talk about it. So if it works, it works. Yeah. And that's good for me. Exactly. So you were a contributor and you've got this mama too. And I say were, because I'm holding a copy of it in my hand <laughs> as yes. we speak. And I know you don't have your copies yet, so I'm sorry for rubbing it in, but I wanted to, <laughs> to read something. It's not like a, a massive paragraph or anything. I just want something that really stood out for me in your chapter, because your chapter is called, hang on. It is called something about a boss mama or mom boss, my journey to becoming a mom boss. So I thought it was very interesting because this is not the boss mama book. And I just, I love your story. I found it so empowering and so powerful. And you essentially share, you know, the longer version of the story that you shared with us at the beginning of this podcast episode. Um, But one thing you said, so you have a list throughout And it sort of goes on. It's like, what do I want my dream job to look like? And it's flexibility, not nine to five, love the people I work with, growth opportunities, personal and professional, good money, travel. And you go on throughout the chapter to, to list this 
hang on, one, two, three, four, I think four times. And you sort of talk about your journey, your, your journey from start to finish and how it's all going. Right. And that list stays Mm -hmm. consistent throughout. And I find, I found that really powerful because I mean, the truth is like, we always want that. Right. And we have to go through all the motions and try different things and experiment to sort of like realize that, Oh, okay, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is it. Like, this is my passion. And I talk about that a lot in boss mama. Like we're, we're through the process of writing now and I say how, you know, this whole thing that like when we have children that we're just supposed to sit back and not be passionate about things and our children are become this all encompassing thing in our life. I don't think that's true. I think children have this magical way of waking us up. It's like, Oh, okay. Life is actually really short (laughs) to be doing something that you don't love. My passion is still there. The same thing that has always been there. Now, now I have this reason, this why, this massive, you know, push to do what sets my soul on fire, to actually fulfill my dreams and to also be a model, like a role model for these little people who are watching. How am I showing up for them? How am I showing up around them? Yeah, right? yeah. totally. Um, yeah. So those were definitely, um, you know, the five, the kind of the five things that I used to navigate my chapters, um, as I kind of went through my journey. And I think I knew I always had this entrepreneurship side to me. And I mean, that's what I studied in school and and I always had a passion for that, but it was just always sticking true to my values of what was important to me. And I'm really, I think fortunate to have had a lot of really good mentors in my life to have, you know, them have been, had a lot of life experience ahead of me so that as I navigated through my life, I had some really, really great role models. And yeah, I just, I did make sure that every kind of path that I chose really stuck to that core. And I, and I agree with you. I think that kids, they definitely like are like a moving clock. And I think that, um, you know, I think about how what we want to show up as parents is we want them to model the lives that we live. And so if, if my kids see me working out and spending time with friends and going on date night and doing these things, like I would be extremely happy if they modeled that in the future. So it's, it's hard. I think when, um, you know, you're trying to, to live all these things, but when you sort of get all the pieces of the puzzle, um, it, kind of together, it really is, it's really cool how it all comes together. Absolutely. And I I think it's so interesting. So my, my kids are like a decade apart. So my stepson, my eldest is turning 13. Oh my God, he's turning 13 next month. And uh, then I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. So the, the young ones, you know, they're kind of like, yeah, whatever. Mom's working. It's annoying. I want attention. But the 13 year old really notices. He loves watching me fulfill my dreams and seeing how hard I work. And he says often to me that it inspires him. And I just, I think that's so powerful. Of course, the little guys are going to, you know, they'll get over it. They're not going to be like, oh, my mommy didn't love me when we were little. They're going to remember the important things. But knowing that I'm having an impact on the mind of a young 
soon to be man is just such a, a powerful thing. You know, he's proud of his mom. He's proud to go out there and say like, yeah, my mom wrote a book. Yeah. My mom has a podcast. He even said the other day, his friend, <laughs> I'm going to sh- call them out because they were listening to uh, my podcast in class. <laughs> so oh, it's quite funny. I think that's really, really special though. Right. Having that sort of impact on, on somebody's life, having them be proud of you and totally. really want their mom to be yeah. a boss. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I mean, I think we get more in our heads of what we think and what we should, you know, how we should feel when, you know, you know, a lot of times, you know, dads will just, they'll go to work, they'll do their thing. They come back. And like, for us, we, we could do the same thing, but we're so much more than mom guilt and this and that. And I mean, for me, my, my biggest kind of like the story you shared is I came back from a a weekend being away with, uh, for work at a conference. And I said to my son, who's, he's only six, but I said, um, you know, you know, I missed you this weekend. He's like, oh yeah. He's like, it's okay, mom. You know, uh, you're just busy. You're just like busy with your team being a boss. It's like so cool. And I was like, (laughs) oh, that's awesome. You know? And so their perspective, kind of like you were saying, like you're influencing this young man and it's just so cool because they, they do see you in such a different light. And you know, when you have, you know, for me, and I, I know that you probably feel the same when you're being fulfilled by something that's you're passionate about and you're working towards and you're, and you're serving people, right. And you're in yeah. your job, you're, you're serving so many other people. And I think it's, it's, it doesn't even feel like work sometimes when you're just constantly giving back and, and growing that, that business and that leadership. And, and I feel the same way in my role. It doesn't really feel like work. So when you genuinely love what you do, your kids get to see you, your passion, but you're so full from that, that then this other side of you, when you're with your kids, you're just, you're present you're excited. They, they get to be with this mom. That's, you know, it's the quality time over the quantity. Cause I know like when I'm at home all day with the kids, like I am not my best self where I get like pockets of time and I'm like, yes, let's go to the park. Let's go do this. Let's go to the zoo. And, and I'm like so fired up to be with them. And I, I, I don't really even feel, I mean, yes, you, we've got kids and there's, there's good things and bad things, but I, I genuinely feel that I don't, I complain way less when I'm not with them as much because I appreciate mm-hmm. them. And it's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, every age has a thing, right? Every age and there's For seasons sure. yes. of motherhood <laughs> where, you know, those of you out there listening that are, you know, in the thick of like sleepless nights and breastfeeding. <laughs> and, you know, I remember it all very clear and it's, you're listening to us going, <laughs> I don't, I don't like you guys right now. I, I will tell you my, my, my three-year-old still does not sleep nope, the night same. sometimes. So I still can get in that. <laughs> yep. Oh man. No, but it's, uh, yeah, it, it, but it's a season, right? Like eventually they will. Like my yeah. four-year-old sleeps through the night now. And he wasn't always like that. And my two-year-old is not sleeping through the night right now. So it, it just it comes in waves. And one thing I, I wrote, yeah. I don't know if it was in the first book or the second book. I probably repeated it and write it in every book because it's like such a core value of mine. But all things are temporary. All of them. That means the good things too. So yes, well, well, the bad mm-hmm. things are temporary. You know, the temper tantrums and the d- endless diapers. <laughs> oh my gosh, so many diapers. Mm-hmm. You know, that stuff's temporary. It's going to go away. Your kid's not going to be in diapers forever, hopefully. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, like the the firsts, all the firsts are going to go away too, and all of like watching them master skills and like just all of the little things, it it goes by really fast. And I think it's just so important to 
be present. And as a mom boss, and you know, you can attest to this too. And if you have any tips for our listeners as well, but one thing I really stand by is that, you know, it can wait. It can always wait. If it's an email that's urgent, just say, you know what, I'll get back to you later. Cause it can wait. If your child needs you, it can wait. And the reverse of that, you know, if your child's healthy, happy, everything's fine, then they can wait. Right. And your business can take what it needs from you. So I just think, you know, I don't like using the word balance because I feel like it really sort of gives off some sort of unrealistic expectation, but there has to be some kind of give and take, right? There has to be some sort of, it's ever flowing, it's fluid, it has to move. It can't be like this perfect balance that stays still, but there has to be some sort of give and take. And I believe that that's, anything can wait, anything, right? The laundry can wait. Who cares if it's piled up? Nobody's going to die because laundry's piled up. (laughs) Like anything can wait. There's my two cents. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think that just, you know, being mindful of, I mean, I totally agree on the balance thing. I think it comes and goes. I think that you're kind of juggling these pieces of the puzzle all the time or this, you know, I kind of look at like a pie. I'm like, my husband's not my life. He's part of my, mm-hmm. my pie. My kids are not my life. They're part of my pie. And so, you, but, and, and those pieces are sometimes bigger or smaller. Like we just came, you know, my husband, and I just went on a trip together. So obviously that piece of the pie was a little bit bigger because we spent a week together, but that's not always the case. You know, sometimes my fitness is like, I'm like on the ball working out four or five times a week consistently. And it's awesome. You know, but so you, you want to have all these pieces and, and navigate them as best as possible, but just being mindful. Like, I think that it's with, with the, with the email and the technology thing. I mean, sometimes when you're not really on purpose of what we're really doing, it's easy just to get sucked into that stuff. And, um, I think it's almost weird too, when someone sends an email and it's like instant, right? Like it's almost okay that there's a bit of a pause. I think that it shows a lot too, that you're, you're busy, you've got a lot going on and that you protect your time. Um, I try not to send emails kind of, I mean, it's a hit and miss, but with my team, like with my sales reps. I try not to communicate, you know, during off hours because, uh, and whatever that, that can mean different things to different businesses. But, um, you know, with, with my team, I try to send, you know, communication only within business hours and then just save emails kind of after five or six o'clock and send them the next morning, because that kind of sets them up to know that they can just communicate with me kind of during the daytime hours. So then that, that could be different for different businesses. But for me, I find like I give a little, they take a lot. So, um, as soon as I start, as soon as I start sending those emails and stuff out kind of in the evenings and they're trying to get a hold of me in the evenings, like, Oh crap, I didn't mean to do that. So, um, and I definitely do work in the evenings and the kids are asleep for sure, but I don't need to be communicating with them at 9 30 10 10 30 at night um for what i do for my work obviously other things that i do it can be can be off hours but um so that's kind of that's kind of one thing there and then just you know the phone is is one of those things that i know it's like we're really good with and then we're really bad with but just being mindful i know that you know sometimes we'll set an alarm being like okay like no phone after like nine like just put it away like the world will go on and i know that there's again phases where it's like easy to do that and easy not but yeah just just being mindful i think in general is is sometimes what really keeps things probably, you know, focused. What on earth did we do before technology? (laughs) Like I'm from the generation that was like the first ever cell phone and we didn't have cell phones in high school. And so like, it's just, it's so absurd to me that my two-year-old knows how to actually use an iPad. It's not just like banging it like bam, bam and trying to figure it out. Like he actually knows instinctively how to work it. And I'm like, I just, I don't know. I don't get it. What did we do before? What did we do? (laughs) Um, it just, it does seem like such a normal part. And of course it like, 
being a boss mom, being a boss in general, you know, these are things, tools that we need for our business. Like I do love the convenience of, you know, having everything at our fingertips, but it, yeah, it can be, again, it's not balance. It's just that give and take. Like sometimes you need to know when to put it down. Sometimes you don't need to bring it to bed with you or, you know, most times you shouldn't be bringing it to bed with you. So yeah, I just think like finding those things that work for you and your family and having those discussions too, you know, involving everyone just saying like, yeah, this is the, the rule of the house. We leave all electronics right here. (laughs) We have a charging station in our house where we leave everything. So, um, iPads and cell phones and computers and everything just like charges at the charging station. And then, you know, when people wake up, if it's a school day, there's none of that stuff. And then, you know, we have like specific time set aside and yeah, we try. The other thing I want to mention when we were talking before about balance and all those things, one thing that's super important that I've learned is, being flexible. So yes, we have these structures and we have these schedules and we have these calendars and we're planned out a year and a half in advance and all of this stuff, which is essential and very necessary to being organized. But one thing I find with my, my clients that I've worked with, like my coaching clients is that when they are, have such rigid schedules, they have a really hard time being flexible And I think it's important to just be, you know, gentle with yourself. If something gets missed, if something gets overlooked, if something has to be moved to the next day or changed around a little bit, it's okay. (laughs) It's it's okay. And I know that's hard. I think, think, yeah, I think kids help Mm -hmm. with that because that's just not an option. And uh, I worked from home for a few years with the first child. Um, And yeah, it's, you do have to be flexible and forgiving. And I think that it's easy to, I mean, we always have these lists that are a mile long. And so what I try to do is just pick a focus five, you know, what are the five things that just for my business to move forward from this week to the next, what just has to happen. And hopefully those five things happen amongst a few other things on the list, but you can usually chunk those things mm-hmm. in somewhere. And yeah, if you, if you got them, if you have to move it or be flexible that, yeah, that's real life. And, and yeah, that's okay. Absolutely. The most common question I get asked, and I'm positive that it's the same for you is like, how do you do it all? Right. Like, how do you, how do you do all of that? How, <laughs> yeah. like, how did you cram that into that amount of time? And that's exactly how it's, it's like letting go mm-hmm. of the anxiety of whether I'm going to get it done or not and prioritizing things Mm -hmm. and then being flexible and gentle with myself when I can't get it done and knowing my limits and boundaries, not trying to take on too much. I really feel, and I've made this a thing in our house that multitasking, I used to brag about being a excellent multitasker. I'm an excellent multitasker. That's my thing. I even was going to call my blog multitasking mama at one point. And you know, well, it has a ring to it and it definitely people understand what that would be about. I've really sort of made multitasking like a swear word in our house because what I've Mm -hmm. discovered with me anyway, is that when I'm multitasking, I'm not actually getting anything done. I'm doing a hundred things at once and none of them are actually getting done. So for me, yeah, Yeah, for me, I like, I can't multitask anymore. I need to have one task get it done. Another task, get it done. And it does, it gets done so much more efficiently and effectively. Um, that might not be the case for everyone, of course, like always do you, but for me, multitasking has become, you know, 
uh, it's banished <laughs> from from my psyche no more yeah I, I agree and I think that it's with with technology and emails beeping I mean I try to I, I keep the little beeper on my email off and you know I'll check email kind of in the middle of the day but I'll try to like chunk it because otherwise I mean you could be on your email or you know, texting all day long, right. With communication that comes through and it's really hard to be present doing anything when you're kind of, you know, constantly putting out fires all the time. So yeah, I, I totally agree that I think that there's power in just, you know, being present with the time, you know, the project that you're working on and also to just kind of mm-hmm. chunk your time, like, you know, maybe setting like an hour and a half, like chunk. Okay. From like nine to ten thirty, my intention is to get this task done. Okay, cool. And then if you get it done a little early, awesome. Then you can check off a few other things in the list. If you run a little late, run a little whatever, but you can at least accomplish that one task. And then you feel like really like you've got, like you can actually achieve that. You're like, okay, I, I got 90 minutes, then get up, take a walk, take a break, split up your day a bit, then, you know, go off to this next thing. And I, I find that that's way more productive for me than trying to, you know, put out 99 fires at the same time. And I mean, I'm not like a perfect at it, but I, as you kind of said before, the question was, you know, how do you kind of get it all done is I think that it's going back to a vision of what you're creating. You're excited about what you're doing and you've, you've, you're just kind of being really smart with the time that you do have. And so if you do have a little extra window of time where you're, you know, your son's napping for an extra hour, well, yeah, you're just going to, you know, get ahead of that little extra project and that's how you get mm-hmm. it all done or, or they, you know, don't have the nap that you anticipate and you're like, okay, well, we're going to the park and it is what it is. And, you know, I'm going to work out later or work out earlier or work with my kids. Like my kids come to the gym with me and, and they love it. They're like, when are we going to the gym? Like, let's, we're, we're going at this time or whatever. Right. So you, you do, you just, you kind of find a way and it is challenging to get it all done. But when you're really clear on what you're going after, you know, we always, we have a saying in our company that is when your why has heart, your how mm. finds legs. And I think for me that when I'm just, when I'm on fire with my why, and I feel like I'm so clear with what I'm going after, the how just happens. The how finds legs because it doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like a challenge. It doesn't feel like I'm tired or, or all these things because I'm really clear and excited about, you know, my three whys and what I'm working towards and, and the how just gets done. So I like that. Yeah, that's really cool. And it's so true. And this whole thing of the why, like, what is your why? Just to explain to listeners that we've talked about it a couple of times on this show before, but it's, it's that thing that just like motivates you, right? It's that thing that like you, you want to get out of bed for you put one foot in front of the other for it gets you moving. It gets you motivated. And you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's true. Like in a lot of business and a lot of sales training that I've done, they say that like, it doesn't, the how doesn't matter if your why is strong, the how will figure like sort itself out. Right. So it's like not attaching yourself to what the actual journey looks like, just knowing what your end goal is and like what motivates you and then sort of figuring it out as you go. I mean, I never set out to start a podcast and I had no idea how to edit audio or, you know, book talent and do the million things it takes to do this podcast. But guess what? Here we are, (laughs) you know, like you just sort of figure it out along the way. And it's become like such a a joyful thing for me because I get to talk to amazing boss mamas like you, even when it is 11 o'clock at night. And, and, you know, it's just, it's so fun. It's like my time. I feel like I get to sit and chat with girlfriends and they're all so inspiring and I just, I love it. So it's definitely something that's joyful, which is why I continue to do it because I've decided that I will no longer 
of course, there's certain things I have to do that don't bring me joy, like change diapers and clean kitchens and, you know, that <laughs> stuff. But, you know, when it comes to my business, I I refuse to do things that no longer bring me joy because life is too short. And it really is just about Absolutely. like I am a I am the boss of my own life and my decisions and what I do. And I'm going to continue to to function that way. And it sounds like you are too. So where can our listeners track you down if um, they want to find out more about what's going on? I mean, obviously the um, mom boss connection is growing and that's going to be amazing. I'll put a link to that on the show notes. Um, What else, where can we find you? Yeah. So you can find me uh, on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. Yeah. I think you're going to post a link to the websites as well, which is awesome. Um, we'd love for you to obviously yeah. grab a, a book to uh, read some of the chapters and the stories. It's like, I describe it like chicken yes. soup for the soul um, for all those mamas out there. And I, I just, I love reading all the chapters and journeys and I think it's uh, a fantastic read. And uh, yeah, just thank you again, Sabrina, for having me. Uh, so great to have connected with you and thanks for sharing, you know, my story and sharing. Thank for you. you thank you for being here. It means so much. And I just can't wait until this beautiful book gets out into the real world when we launch. I don't have a set date, but April, sometime in April. So it'll be available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and Chapters Indigo and anywhere you shop. So yay. Um, Thank you. Okay. So thank you for being here. Thank you so much. Honestly, it's, it's amazing. And to all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to You've Got This Mama, the podcast. You know the drill. Head on over and give us a review and a rating. We appreciate them all so, so much. And thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sabrina Greer, your host, and you've been listening to You've Got This Mama, the podcast. You can follow us at YGT Mama and join the conversation on Facebook and Instagram to get more information on the stories we share here, our community, our books, or the blog. Head on over to www.ygtmama.com. You can also access the show notes there. If you haven't already, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your daily listen and subscribe to the tribe. Rate and review this podcast. That helps keep us alive and we deeply value every review. I would like to thank the production team and Megan Krumpetich, our producer, for making this happen. Thank you so much to all of you for giving us your ear. We hope you tune in next week. But in the meantime, please remember, you've got this, Mama.